Hello, and welcome to the teaching ministry of Impact Family Church. For more information, including service times and directions, or to find out more about us, you can visit our website at www.impactfamilychurch.com. We trust you'll be blessed by today's message. Going back to uh, what I was talking about two weeks ago, last Sunday we had a little spirit-led differently, so we didn't minister along these lines at all, but... uh, I want to get back to it today with the Lord's uh, leading and direction. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, and let's start in verse number 6. However, we speak wisdom among those who are mature, yet not the wisdom of this age, nor of the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. The hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory, which none of the rulers of this age knew, for had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, I has not seen nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. We pointed this out that This scripture tells us that the things which God has prepared for us who love him. And he's talking about in particular, he's particularly, he's talking about the things of this age, not this, not the world's age, but the church age, the things that he has prepared for the church. And it says that I has not seen nor ear heard, neither has entered Neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared. Well, why, why hadn't it entered into the heart of man? Is, uh, is, are men just stupid? I mean, what, what's going on? No, you know, in every generation, there have been smart people. There's been some noggin, you know, not heads and, you know, in, in every generation. But there have been some smart people too. But it says that is not entered into the heart of man. In other words, it's not even been given to men to know. The things which God has prepared for those who love him. But, everything changes in this next verse. But, God has revealed them to us through the Spirit. So we were talking about the things which God has revealed to those who love him. The latter, very last few uh, words there, the last part of that sentence in chapter nine or verse nine, the things which God has prepared for those who love him. God has prepared tremendous things. So much so the things God prepared for the, for this hour, for the church age, the things he has prepared are, are so dramatic, so powerful so unlike any other age or generation that he had to keep these things secret. They were hidden. But just because we pointed this out, just because God prepares things for us doesn't mean we walk in them. Everything that God has prepared, we have to receive by faith. But on the other side of the coin is you can't receive something that you don't know about. 
And he says here, and he says it again a little later, says the same thing, that natural man, it's not entered into the heart of natural man. So the things God has prepared for us are not things that you can just go to the library and do research on. It has to be revealed by the Spirit. The natural man cannot know these things. You could write it all out and, and, and publish a 500-page dissertation outlining in great detail all the things, and the natural man would not understand it because it's revealed by the Spirit. Well, we want to lay hold of these things. Amen. It's important that we do. Uh, it's interesting here in verse 7, He said, we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, the hidden wisdom, which God ordained before the ages, the previous ages, and he ordained them for our glory. Paul is telling the church, don't just let these words, just because you've read them before, just sort of, just sort of, you know, roll through your consciousness without thinking about what he's saying. These things were hidden from previous generations and now they're revealed and they belong to us. They're for our glory. Paul was telling the church, you're not just anybody. You're you're the people that God has been planning and and ordaining that God planned uh, the people of God that, that constitute the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. God has been planning this. Well, there, there are several different scriptures that tell us about it. And, and without doing a lot of comment, we'll just look at them. Go back to Romans 16. It's right here uh, on the next page back. Uh, Romans 16, let's look at verse number 25. Now to him who is able to establish you according to my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ, notice... According to the revelation of the mystery, kept secret since the world began. Now, you know, you don't keep things secret that aren't important. I keep my passwords secret. Because they're very important. Isn't that right? I keep uh, the whereabouts of my guns secret. I don't just... Advertise it in the window because it's important that they stay secret. Kept secret. Well, who kept them secret? God did. You know, it has to be pretty big for God to consider it a secret. For it to be important to the, to the creator to have something so that he esteems so awesome so mind-boggling, so unlike anything that man's ever thought of before, for God to esteem these things that way and to hide them since the world began, but now made manifest. Well, praise the Lord. They're, they're, They're more important than you think they are. God help us. Give us the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of these things, Father. It's important because we're the generation. 
They were, they were kept hidden, but now they're revealed for our glory. Well, how, how in the world is it going to be for our glory if we don't understand them in here? If we don't have the revelation on the inside of us, the spiritual understanding, then how can it be for our glory? It was ordained for our glory. Amen. Before the ages, it said in 2.6. Go over to Ephesians chapter 3. I'm going to try to hurry. I've got a lot I want to say today. Ephesians chapter 3. Verse 1 says, for, for this reason I, Paul, the prisoner of Christ Jesus for you Gentiles, if indeed you have heard of the dispensation of the grace of God which was given to me for you, how that by revelation he made known to me the mystery, as I have briefly written already, by which when you read you may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ. Now notice, which in other ages was not made known to the sons of men. That's why even the smartest people who've ever lived couldn't know these things because they were not made known to the sons of men as it has now been revealed by the spirit to his holy apostles and prophets. Let's go on over to, uh, uh, well, let's drop down to verse number nine to make all see what is the fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the, from the beginning of the ages has been hidden in God who created all things through Jesus Christ. Now, here's a hint. God created everything that exists. Hold on here and listen, perk your ears up. God created everything that exists. Get your get out tonight if if the star if the sky is clear and and, and if and, and there's no moon and, and you get to a place where you can see the brilliance of the stars the farthest thing you can see with your naked eye and you know you can only see a tiny fragment the vastness of this universe everything listen everything God created He created in Jesus Christ. Now, that's more than, than saying that at, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And he said, let us make man. So we know the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit were present in creation. That's true, but this, this is saying more than this. Because the Son of God at creation didn't have the name Jesus. He was not the Christ. He was not, he didn't become Christ until he was born into this earth. He took on humanity. He didn't become, the, he wasn't the Messiah back at the beginning of Genesis 1-1. He wasn't the Messiah. Yes, this is talking about the creative act, but it's also a prophecy that everything God created he created it in the, in the encompassing knowledge of who Christ was. Because see, there's, there's no time in, in the spirit. Christ was going to come. 
Jesus was going to be born in Bethlehem and, and grow up and live a sinless life and go to the cross and pour his life out and his blood out for the redemption of humanity. He was going to become recognized as the Messiah, the Christ, the son of the living God. And, and part of that process was him taking on humanity. He took and redeemed humanity and brought humanity lost, forsaken, without God, without any way, without any hope, without any worth or value, sold out to sin under the, the, the rulership and dominion of darkness. Christ came and gathered humanity up, all who will believe. Now, those who believe, just, they just get left out. But a person who will believe on him, he has gathered this body from among the people of this earth into himself. And everything that Christ is, you and I are, are a greater part of than we realize we're not just benefactors. We're not just those who, who have received from him. We are part of him and we're part of his purpose. The church constitutes the purpose of the Lord Jesus Christ. He came to save us, but he also came to raise us. He came to forgive us but he also came to establish us in himself. So with that concept of Christ and the church in mind, God created all things that exist inside the concept of who Christ is today and who you and I are. You can't separate Christ. He's the head, we're the body. Can't separate us from Christ. You could, you, could, you, could, you could say it like this, that God created everything that exists in the universe with you in mind. In Christ. Not you as a Lachua County resident. In Christ. In our union with him. And he kept it a secret. Because back in, in 1 Corinthians, we were reading, reading, had the rulers of this age, not just talking about the Romans, but talking about the demon uh, authorities, demonic powers, had they known what was about to happen when, when they persuaded the, the, the earthly rulers to nail him to a cross, had they known, they'd have never done it. But because because it, it spelled the end of the dominion of darkness over man. Praise the Lord. Hidden from the beginning of the ages, hidden in God who created all things through Jesus Christ. Well, let's read on. I wasn't going to read on further, but we'll just read on until we, until we go to the next one. To the intent, 
Here was the purpose. To the intent that now, when? When is now? When is now? It's now. That now, the manifold, the many-sided, the, 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 it's like the, the facets of a diamond. Every, every time you turn it, the light hits it and, and, it, and it shines and, and breaks the light up into all those colors. And there's just one facet after another. And, and the wisdom of God is that way. It's multi-sided, multifaceted. To the intent that now the multifaceted wisdom of God might be known by the church. By the church. God had a plan. Lord, help me. Because I don't know. I can only say a little bit that I know. God had a plan that he wanted to demonstrate that he wanted to to use to teach and instruct principalities and powers in the heavenly places. All of the host of heaven, all the created beings around the throne of God that, that are so awesome we can, we can barely speak of them. They, they abide in God's holiness and they worship him. And, and they're, so, they're so awesome that, that they can't even be manifested to us. God designed, his plan was to do something in Christ involving the church. And by the church, he would, he would make known the manifest wisdom of God to the principalities and powers in the heavenly places, and not only the good principalities and powers, but the evil ones as well. In fact, principalities and powers in the New Testament, most often, not every time, but most often, it refers to Satan's realm. We, we get excited, and we should. We get excited sometimes about what happened when Jesus was made alive. And he went to the cross and the Bible says that God didn't leave his soul in hell. So he went to hell temporarily. And the demonic powers that had instigated this whole, uh, uh, this whole assault on him, culminating in his crucifixion, death, they thought they had it. They thought they had him. Here is the, here's the Messiah that the Old Testament has talked about. We have him. We talk about the, the point in time when God, God, his spirit made Jesus alive again. Right there in the, in the realm of darkness, right in Satan's own territory. Made him alive raised him up. We, we talk about their 
their amazement and, and, and their, I don't know, astonishment, amazement, their, their fear, their, what, what went through their consciousness when that happened? That's only part of it. God's ultimate revelation to these, that was shock and awe, but it was only a little shock and awe compared to the shock and awe that's going to take place through ages to come where God demonstrates through the church who is Christ is the head and we're the body, God's going to use us, that not just this congregation, but the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, every child of God that's, that's existed from, from, uh, uh, from the earliest time when the women went to the tomb and saw that Jesus was alive and, and confessed him as Lord, until, right up until the rapture of the church, every man and woman that's ever lived, that's made Jesus Lord of all. Down through the ages, God is his plan was to demonstrate the magnificence of his wisdom through us and our union with Christ. Or you could say Christ and our union with him. Either way you want to say it. We're not exalting ourselves above Christ. We're just saying it's not just Jesus himself alone. It's us. Excuse me. It's us as well. To the intent that now the manifold wisdom of God might be made known by the church to the principalities and powers in the heavenly places according to the eternal purpose which he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord. This, This purpose, this plan didn't just... I. Eternity is a hard thing to describe. It's a hard thing because we live in in a realm of time. It's hard for our natural minds. Our natural minds cannot, I don't care how smart you are, our natural minds cannot fully comprehend eternity because eternity has no beginning. And that just, that's beyond us. We We can say we understand it, you know, intellectually, but not really. The eternal purpose that God had in Christ Jesus, our Lord. The plan that he ordained that included you and me. It was a purpose that has always existed in God. There's no beginning of it. There wasn't a period of time in the, in the eons ago that, God's, that it wasn't there and then God formulated it and it came into being and he planned it. No, it's an eternal purpose. That means if you go back before that, it was there. If you go back before that, it was there. If you go back before that, it was there. You've been on God's radar a long time. A long, long time. That's humbling. Should be. Well, praise the Lord. 
And he kept it a secret. Did a good job of it. Go over to Colossians. This will be our last one. We've read one, two, three, four. Let's look at Colossians 1, verse 26. Verse 24 says, I now rejoice in my sufferings for you and fill up in my flesh what is lacking in the afflictions of Christ for the sake of his body, which is the church. Notice it's all, it's all about the church in, in, in what he's talking about here. Christ is the head, but God, if you, if you separate the church from Christ, he's still the son of God. If you separate the church from Christ, he's still God the Son. And on that level, as, as, a, as a, uh, a being, as a person, he was present in the, in the creation of the worlds and the, and the universe. But if you, if you separate the church from Christ, you miss the eternal purpose of God. The eternal purpose had to do with more than, than God, the, the second person of the Trinity. It had to do with God, the second person of the Trinity, eventually becoming the Christ and bringing the church in, which was the purpose from the beginning. Which is, his, which is the, the Christ for the sake of his body, which is the church, of which I became a minister. According to the stewardship from God which was given to me for you to fulfill the word of God. That, that word fulfill means to complete. To complete the word of God. Notice, the mystery which has been hidden from ages and from generations, but now has been revealed to the saints. To them God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Oh, Father, we pray collectively. We pray, Lord. We offer a prayer right now. Father, that you give us the understanding we need. For these things are are extremely deep. But you've come, Holy Spirit, to reveal these things to us. Now go back. I really want to. My goodness. Go back to 1 Corinthians 1 again. My, 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 my. As it is written. Let's go back to verse 7. We speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. The hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory. Which none of the rulers of this age knew, for had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor, ha- nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed them to us through his spirit. Now here is what we talked about too. We said the spirit searches all things, the deep things of God. Now, don't get squirrely when you start thinking about the deep things of God. It's not talking about you being deep. You know, there are, there are people, you ever met somebody that, that just likes to have, uh, pretend that they are real 
you know, like a real sage. You know, they're just full of, we ever met anybody like that? They just like to present themselves as having a lot of wisdom. That's not what this is talking about. Some people, you ask them, hey, buddy, what time is it? And they'll say, does anybody really know what time it is? <laughs> Somebody else will say, does anybody care? <laughs> you have to be old enough to understand that. <laughs> it's not talking about, you know, putting on an air of being wise. Because when, does anybody really understand the things of God? When you put it in, 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 in those terms, none of us are wise. We're just li- little more than babbling idiots. <laughs> oh, my Lord. For the Spirit searches all things. Yes, the deep things of God. This word searches, uh, other translations says investigates or, is that the one it? Explores, that's the word I was looking for. Several, several translations say, says the spirit, and, and this word searches is in the, is in the continual present tense uh, sense in the Greek, which means it's an ongoing, it's a continual thing. The Holy Spirit continually explores the deep things of God. Like I said, not because he doesn't know them. But he's exploring them for us. It's part of the, of, the, of the purpose of the Holy Spirit is to be constantly dipping down, as it were, into the deeper truths and the deeper revelations of God and, and exploring them and bringing them into our consciousness so that we can know them. See, natural man... Going down to verse 14, real quick, we'll just. Verse 14 says, The natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. Natural man, by his natural senses, do, does not know the things of God. And he cannot know the things of God. The unsaved man cannot understand. And he doesn't even receive them. He rejects them. If you don't receive something, you reject it. You push it away. But the spirit is constantly plumbing the depths to bring up to us who have the capability to understand. You know, in, in Proverbs 20, verse 27, there's a, there's a familiar scripture, you all have heard it. The spirit of man is the lamp of the Lord, searching all the inner depths of his heart. <laughs> Literally, that says, searching all the rooms of the belly, all the rooms of the, of the heart. Of, the, of, the, of your inner man. God knows the depths of your heart better than you do. And God is always searching. The, do you know we have rooms in your heart? 
You can't make a big doctrine out of that because it's the only time it's mentioned. But the point is, our, our inward man is more complex. It's not just a shell, you know, that looks sort of like Casper, you know, friendly ghost. That's not what our spirit man looks like. <laughs> our inward man is, is, a, is a spirit being. And there are places or, or depths on the inside of us that have the, the unique capacity to understand the deeper things of God. We, we, we're, we're born again and created with that ability to receive into different pockets, if you will, into areas of our inward man, so to speak, if you can just say it that way. God, God designed us to, 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 with the capacity, the capability of hearing from the Spirit. And, and as the Spirit explores and brings up truth for us, we have the ability. You've experienced it over and over and over again. You've been reading a passage of Scripture and suddenly your eyes are, and you thought, oh. it almost takes your breath away from it. Oh my goodness. <laughs> wow. And, and, and now, now these in, in 1 Corinthians here, the things which God has prepared for those who love him involve, I, I've spent a lot of time on this this morning because it's so amazing, but it's really not the main point of what I wanted to cover. <laughs> That, that God's wanting us to see. But this is something that most of us have never even fathomed before. The things which God has prepared for the church. The plan for the church. What belongs to us. In other words, our redemption in Christ. What it means to be saved. What belongs to us. What are our rights and privileges in Christ. Because we've become not just only heirs of God. But joint heirs with Jesus. So that tells us that our, that our inheritance is rich and there's so much available to us, so much that God has for us that, uh, and, and, I'm, and I'm talking in the context of things that, that equally belong to all of us and apply to every single one of us. That is what this is talking about, but it goes further than that. The things which God has prepared for you who love him. You know, God has prepared some things for Rachel that she hasn't prepared for Deborah, what he hasn't prepared for Deborah. Now, in Christ, yes, all the, their, their inheritance, but God's got a plan for Deborah's life that's not for, for Rachel's life. God has prepared some things for, for Pastor Greg and Pastor Amy that he hasn't prepared for for David and Diane, and vice versa. It is, the, it is the job and the role of the Spirit to be constantly exploring and bringing up the knowledge of redemption and the deeper things of, of God in that sense for, that apply to all of us, but it's also his job to be searching and, and exploring and bringing up into your conscience the things God has prepared for you. 
specifically for you. Which is more important? I really don't know. It's all, this is all important. I, I, I would guess that what he has prepared for you is takes its basis on what he's prepared for all of us. But I want to know, I want to know what have you prepared for me? What is my purpose? You ought to know, you ought to have that same curiosity. What is my purpose? Even natural man struggles with that. Why are we here? And then they come up with ridiculous explanations. Something just happened and I'm here. But there's something in one of those rooms in the, in the inner man that says, nah, I don't think so. Nah, there's something bigger. There's, there's a purpose. Well, there's a purpose for your life. Wouldn't it be good to find out what that is? Would that be advantageous? Would that be helpful? If we would know what that is? Or, or, or would it be okay just to go through life and never know? Never have any idea what God really want, wanted with you and for you? Just go through life just sort of, you know, getting along and being blessed, enjoying God's presence and stuff, but never really having a sense of purpose. Could you, in, in that way, could you ever think you would fulfill that purpose? You just kind of bounce along through life, sort of like a, you know, a, a, a beach ball at a concert. <laughs> Go from here to there, you know. A lot of Christians live their lives, not just unsafe people, a lot of Christians live their lives that way. Well, praise the Lord. I, I, church, it's important that we come to know the things he has prepared for us individually. I usually talk about things he has prepared for all of us, but the Lord's put this on my heart that, that we need to ch- turn the page here and think about the things which God has prepared for us as individuals so that we can fulfill God's plan. God has a plan. Go with me to uh, 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy. And go to the uh, first chapter. 2 Timothy chapter 1. Therefore, verse 8 says, Therefore do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, but share, this course, when Paul wrote this to Timothy, he was in prison, but share with me in the sufferings for the gospel according to the power of God. Now notice, who has saved us and called us with a holy calling. Now, this has, this has reference to a, a general calling that we all share. We're all called in Christ. We're called to be saved. We're called to, to, to know God. We're called to, to, uh, into righteousness and holiness and sanctification. And we're called into authority and dominion and, and blessing and, and all of those things. That, that we, all, we all share that. But there's another side to it. God has saved us and called us with a holy calling. Not according to our works, but notice, <clears throat> but according to his own purpose and grace which was given to us in union with Christ Jesus before 
time began. Now here again, you have that concept of Christ Jesus being involved in the plan of God before time. From eternity. That God had a plan in Christ Jesus, though the second person of the Trinity, God the Son, didn't become Christ Jesus until A.D. 30. (laughs) You listening to me? But in the plan of God, there was a plan of Christ Jesus. His own purpose and grace, there was a purpose and grace for us which was given to us in Christ Jesus before time began. God, God ordained your race. God ordained your race, your, your track. God ordained your purpose as an individual, as distinct from anybody else. Boy, God's pretty vast, <laughs> unimaginable. But in distinction from every other person that's ever lived, God ordained a path for you before time began. That gives us some idea, pretty good idea maybe, of just how important it is to him. That gives us an idea of how important it is that you don't mess it up. That you don't go the wrong way. Oh, but I'm saved. I'm going to church. I'm living for God. That's good. But there's more in his plan. It's important that you don't marry the wrong person. That you don't take the wrong vocation. That you don't associate with the wrong people. That you don't go to the wrong church. That you don't listen to the wrong voices. God has a plan and a purpose and it's, it's very important. It's very important to him. And that purpose and grace, that purpose that God purposed for you and me, I'm, I'm pointing the finger at me as much as at you. We're gonna stand before God one day and he's gonna, he's gonna say, now here's the purpose. How do you measure up? Boy, you're quiet. It's been pretty quiet most of the morning. We're going we're gonna to give an account. God's not going to... Judgment day, well, I had better plans for you. I don't worry about it. You were a sap. I understand you were a sap. Don't worry about it. Bless your... God's not going to shake his head and say, well, bless your darling heart. Yeah. The judgment seat of Christ is going to be a somber event when we're judged for the things, the life that we live. Yeah, but I didn't know you could have. Well, I don't know how. You had the Spirit. You might have prayed about it. You ever think of that? The Lord might say, did you ever occur to you? You could have prayed about it. Oh, well, I prayed once. Praying once or twice or a few times in life doesn't demonstrate a lot of interest. Doesn't. I'm just being honest. The point is, church, God's got a plan 
for every one of us. And it's important that we find out what that plan is. It's important to God. And the good news is, that's why he gave you the spirit. Not to keep it secret any longer. But now, God is revealing these things by his spirit. For the spirit explores all things. Yes, the deep things of God. Hallelujah. Oh, praise the Lord. Hmm. Glory to God. Well, well, we'll learn more. Glory to God. Amen. God's good, isn't he? Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Glory, 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 glory. Come back tonight. Come back tonight. We'll get further into it. Lord willing. Praise the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Father. We love you. We thank you for your... Yeah, I I know. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Your will be done, Father. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Father, we, we're, we're humbled. One, in one moment we're excited and awed. Another minute we're humbled. And next minute maybe a little fearful. <laughs> we're awestruck at this seriousness. Though we're honored, we realize it's serious that we submit to your plan, to your way, Father. That we come to know your plan for our lives, Lord. I pray for all of us that we'll go beyond, live beyond just the natural world. And just the pursuit of natural things. Just trying to make a living. Trying to keep the peace. Trying to keep everything together. Father that we'll get serious with knowing your plan and your purpose. Glory to God. Because there's fullness. Fullness in your plan. Hallelujah. Thank you Father. Glory to God. Well, stand up with me. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Just pray this. Just say this, rather. Say this after me. Say, I will search and explore with the help of the Spirit. I will pray. I will ask. I will seek and I will knock until I know. I will know God's plan. I purpose in my heart to know God's plan for my life. And I'll walk in it and I'll pursue it and I'll run my race. By the grace and help of God. Hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. At Impact Family Church, it is our desire to see you blessed through the power of the Word of God. We have been helping people to change their world for over 25 years through our dynamic ministries and teaching. 
If you are going to be in the North Central Florida area and are interested in attending our services or just want more information about us, you can visit us online at www.impactfamilychurch.com.